Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Good day, beautiful soul and magnificent citizen of planet Earth. What a privilege and honor to be with you today. We have another fantastic episode for you. We have Anahata Ananda on the podcast, and we've entitled it Breaking Old Patterns and Shifting into Your Power. We talk about a lot of things on this podcast. We go into the six negative habits, almost all of us do, uh, why pain wakes us up, looking for the pivot. We talk about looking at things from a bigger picture, how to stop the judging mind, filtering the mind through the compassionate heart filter. We talk about this incredible story. She shares a story about uh, the Dalai Lama and judging. It's a really amazing story. And we talk about just remembering, knowing who you are and what you are capable of. So this is a very valuable and practical episode. I know that you're going to enjoy it. If you want to support the podcast, uh, the best thing that you can do is one kind act today. Take the kindness challenge and do three kind acts a day for a week. Uh, Go out of your way to do it and don't tell anyone. You can also leave a review in iTunes. That helps amazing. Immensely. I want to thank Charles Benny who said, uh, the best. Matt is the, an ama- the most amazing soul. Love everything he does for humanity. Short and sweet. So thank you so much, Charles, for taking a moment to leave that review. I really do appreciate it. And um, you could also toss a buck in the bucket on Patreon. That bit of money from you guys each month is really helping me uh, continue the show. So thank you so much, Terry Worden, for tossing a buck in the bucket. I appreciate it. And thank you to all my patrons very, very much. It helps immensely. Um, for those of you guys who are looking for coaching, for one-on-one stuff, if you want to do a heart journey, um, I'm basically working with more people in 2019. So just make an inquiry at matt at zenathlete.com. Um, I'm working with everyone from people who have no idea what they want to do, but they are very committed to defining, refining their vision from A to Z and making progress over a three-month period, as well as high achievers, entrepreneurs, or, or just people who are already going. You're, you're connected with who you are, what you want to do, um, and you want to look at some peak performance, flow state, consciousness, um, expansion, all that kind of stuff, everything you hear about the podcast in a very practical, meaningful, and applicable way so that you'll actually get results. And, you know, I am working with a few people who kind of have it made financially and they're looking to shift to make more of an impact that resonates from the heart center. And that's essentially almost the core of everything I do is helping you get into your heart, decide what you want to do by your own rules, um, by your own uh, standards and your own meaning and fulfillment for yourself to clear out the fear and the confusion that the mind can give and move towards a heart-centered vision. So if you guys are interested in that, just make an inquiry at matt at zenathlete.com and I am happy to help you out. I want to thank my sponsor and podcast partner, the Himalaya Podcast app. They're incredible. They are designed and created for the podcast listener in mind. They're free, super easy to use. You can find similar podcasts, um, easy navigation, and just a great podcast network. So you can go to H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A over on the App Store and make sure to give the master mind, body, and spirit show a follow when you're over there. So that wraps it up. Let's get into today's episode. And before we do, let's come to a state of peace and coherence. So wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Taking a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly with all the cares and all the worries, feeling totally peaceful, empowered, present, and ready to dive into this incredible episode with Anahata Ananda. Hello and welcome to the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is the founder of Sedona's Shamangelic Healing. She blends the compassion and tenderness of an angel and the wisdom and strength of a shaman to guide profound journeys of core healing and spiritual awakening. As a certified high-performance coach, shamanic healer, and soul guide, 
She has guided thousands of individuals through core shifts, helping them to turn their life around and create the life of their dreams. She offers high-performance coaching, inspiring retreats, the Shamangelic podcast, online education, and private healing sessions. Welcome to the show, Anahata Ananda. Thank you so much. Uh, I've been following and listening, big fan, and you're always just dropping truth content that's inspiring and real, and so I'm so grateful and honored and excited to connect and uh, share some juicy content with your listeners and your fans. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so happy to have you on the show because I told you at the beginning, I heard about you a long time ago. I saw your work and I was like, this is really fascinating stuff. Love to have her as a guest. You reached out and I was like, oh yeah, it's like this, it's this woman. And I read through your bio and everything that you've done. It, you've led over 120 retreats around the world. You've trained with uh, shamans and incredible people from all over the world as well. So why don't you just start with giving the audience a little background about who you are uh, what you've done and, and what you're up to today. Right. Thank you for that. Uh, so I run a Shamangelic Healing Center, which is based right here in Sedona, Arizona, and uh, who, where you've been before and love it. Uh, so the land of the red rocks and the powerful healing vortexes. So I run a healing practice here and offer all kinds of coaching and online and private uh, healing experiences and spiritual expansion and empowerment because I really want to help people, you know, thrive and heal and, and get out of the rut of playing small and get out of the um, process of staying as a victim and creating cycles over and over and over again that are really sabotaging their greatness, their beauty, their authenticity and their joy. And so I'm just so passionate about providing people the tools you know, that I didn't necessarily have when I was going through my dark night. And um, we're so fortunate to have a lot more resources to really step into our power. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of, when I went through my dark night, I knew that traditional therapies weren't going to quite cut it for me. So I really dove in into and embraced shamanic teachings as, and, and shamanic healing practices to kind of get at the dark, yucky stuff. And then, you know, all into meditation and yoga and spirituality and consciousness and um, then kind of dove into to health and, and fasting and cleansing and um, vibrant health. And so I kind of just dove into it all at once and it really accelerated things and um, how those all blend together has really helped provide me with a, a wide range of tools to help my clients, you know, with wherever they are. Um, release density and bring in more light. That's why I call it shamangelic. Is it, is, you know, the shaman's not afraid to go into the shadow and the angels, you know, here to bring the light. So that's, that's really my passion. And now with the podcast just launched, it's a way to reach more people. So as you know, what you do well, O king of, uh, of the podcast land, um, you know, I'm just starting out and people are loving the podcast. In fact, you heard me on Aubrey Marcus. Um, I think probably years ago, I've been on there a few times. And so he's actually came on mine for, for the launch. So it's been a lot of fun through these last couple decades of just pulling together tools and resources to help people, you know, thrive, really, basically. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, you, you've done a lot of work. You've done a lot of training. Um, congrats yeah. on the podcast. Uh, it's so good to just have, you know, more um, meaningful conversations about stuff that matters, hearing people's perspective and just hearing their stories about what they went through, what works for them, what didn't go through them. Because our, I think that the more you hear people speak, you realize that you're, you're not alone. Like you said, it was a really good way to put it. Um, so where do you want to start? There's so many things that we can cover in this and that, that you talk about. Um, I think a good start would be like what you talk a little bit about is releasing old patterns and like yeah. the stuff that's holding you back. And I think that once you, you kind of become aware and that's like the first step. And if you have tools on becoming aware, even if you don't want to like the forced awakening <laughs> of yourself, that would be great. But I think people become aware and then they are, they want to change something, but they really have a challenging time to do that. Right. Um, awareness is optional. Um, <laughs> and usually it takes a pain point to make it not so optional. Usually we have to go through the dark night. Usually we have to have 
a massive break breakdown of, of our heart from a breakup uh, usually or a, you know addiction that has just gone into an unhealthy spiral unhealthy spiral that needs to be broken a pattern that just needs to be like oh can't do this anymore um, and so a lot of times since we're stubborn um, Matt ignorant um, <laughs> ignoring uh, human beings sometimes um, we're not so willing to hear the awakening in a gentle knock on the door. It has to be a huge tsunami um, and a huge full life meltdown sometimes for us to be willing to make a change. Uh, so we're just kind of silly that way. But sometimes that's what it, you know, because we're so accustomed to our habits and our, you know, status quo and we like it how it is. And, and it takes a catalyst to make something move, you know, you know, this Newton's law is that it takes an outside force to move an object. It prefers to be steady until an outside force moves it. And so sometimes that outside force is pain, um, you know, uh, or intervention in some way. It's like, I can't take this any longer. Um, and this is where a lot of us have been through that. Our stories might be different about where we got to the breaking point, but I think that is when awakening becomes embraced because there's no, there's no other choice. Like it's, it's, it's health, you know, a health diagnosis, or I don't want to feel this pain again, or maybe it's me. Maybe it's not just these people that I keep choosing. Maybe it's not just my life. You know, maybe it's the choices I'm making. Maybe it's, I don't have the tools or there's a pain or an unconscious belief that is guiding my choices. And I don't even realize that I'm sabotaging this inner dialogue has control of the wheel of my life. And I haven't taken it back. And a lot of the beliefs that are here in our mind are put there by some, someone else. They're not even ours. They don't fit. They're not real. They're not true. And yet they're running our choices subconsciously. And so I think getting a hold of that, first, first of all, like you said, is awareness. And so just that willingness. And, and, and we've got to be willing to say, okay, let me take a look at it here. And where where am I sedating, ignoring, blaming, running, hiding, or distracting? And the deeper question is why? We're all doing those six things or one or two of those really well. Um, and it's what everybody else does. So we think, you know, what's the difference? Everybody else is running, hiding, blaming, sedating, ignoring, and distracting. So why should I do any differently? And we each have our own pain point of, of where it's time to actually say, all right, what are the real issues? Where's the pain? What am I ignoring? And let me go find those tools to help support a transformation that will bring me more in alignment with who I am. And that means my lifestyle, that means my choices, my thoughts, my actions, and all of my habits um, in alignment with my soul's true mission and my inner calling. And the more we ignore it, that's cool, that's fine. The pain, the pain is just gonna get greater. The depression is gonna get more intense. The desire to sedate is gonna get amplified. And so those are all consequential things to when we're not living an aligned life. Um, of course there's gonna be depression. Of course there's gonna be relationship drama. Of course there's gonna be bickering and fighting in work because we're really not in alignment. So we're getting clues all the time at. We're getting clues. We're getting knocks at the door, hit over the head, you know, we're getting invitations by the universe to um, shake up and wake up. And so it's just a matter of when, it's not a matter of whether. It is just a matter of when will, when will each of us, you know, succumb to that. And it's a journey. We got to keep, we got to keep choosing it over and over again. You know? Yeah, that's amazing. And I love what you said about, uh, I don't know how you would, do you have a name for those six categories? I was just saying like the, the six <laughs> like habits and it, it's so good, like to kind of, uh, have a list like that. Cause you can easily pick off where you are, you know, like when you said that, I was like, you know, I got a couple of those that I think for sure. that I still have. And it's a good way to kind of look because that's how, you know, when they talk about shadow work or something in my view, it's just becoming aware and then, okay, what is the meaning behind this? Like, where is this coming from? So if you identify one of those things, let's say you're sedating too much or procrastination is a big slippery one or overwork or, or whatever you might be doing. Um, once you kind of find it, what's one tool someone can do to start to like kind of peel back a layer to get a little bit more info? 
Right. Um, I think that it, you know, it's going to take the willingness and perhaps a tool and a practice that we're not really familiar with because this isn't necessarily something that we were raised with. This isn't necessarily something we were taught or that's socially reinforced. We're not taught to take time for self-inquiry. You know, most of us when we were raised, there, there wasn't like, oh, you need quiet time to, you know, sit with your feelings. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that many of us were really raised with that because our parents didn't know how to do that and they weren't doing that. They were blaming, sedating, running, hiding and doing all of those things as well. And so I think we have, we get to be really gentle with ourselves because it's going to be awkward and uncomfortable and unfamiliar initially to actually explore sitting with self. And we get to sit with well, this is awkward, this is unfamiliar, and actually be with, what if I actually let myself feel the pain? What, what if I actually just let myself feel the anger or the jealousy or the grief? And especially men that were taught, don't feel, don't cry, and don't talk about it. That's kind of a gender you know, generalization, but it is a real part of social programming that especially in men are taught, not only do you not sit with your feelings, you shut those down and don't show them. And so where does that leave not only men, but where does that leave any of us to go, but actually unlearning that whole process that we learned in social programming is this don't feel, don't cry, don't talk about it. Actually, what if I, what if I got really comfortable with that and learned how to do it on my own where we get to be really curious about what am I feeling and why? And what is this reminding me of, this conflict, this irritation at work or in this relationship, what is this really reminding myself? And what pain or emptiness or huge gaping hole is there or deep wound have I never dealt with? And that doesn't take, you know, just three minutes with self, you know, on an afternoon. And especially if there's been decades of sedating and oppressing, then it's a journey and we get to feel real, real comfortable with letting those things come up and have periodic time where we just check in with self and we unplug from interactions and media and and people and just kind of like have self-care self-inquiry time which will at first feel very strange and uncomfortable and we're going to want to run from it um, and and yet that's where the juice is that's where the truth is that's where the, the pearls that's where the discoveries are is where we kind of go in and inquire what am I really feeling right now? And when I'm reaching for that thing, when the claw comes out for sugar or, you know, alcohol or a bong hit or sex or distraction, like what, what am I really reaching for? Is it love? Is it acceptance? Is it safety? Is it, you know, a deeper, like what is the deeper emotion that's there? And so I think we get to become better at, self-inquiry and gentleness in what's coming up and learning how to hold space for ourselves in the process of that discovery. Um, because we can't expect our partners, if they didn't learn this process either, either to know how to do that for us. And that's why it's nice to have a coach or a, or a guide or you know a healer or somebody to help us with that process initially so that you can get better at doing it yourself. Because um, you, you really, that's the ultimate, is, is to be in that space of learning how to, what is coming up? What is this really about? What needs to shift for me to feel in alignment? What message am I getting? What lesson have I not learned? And to get really comfortable in embracing every situation as a classroom and a learning experience. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that you you made a lot of really great points there. And the process, I can just share like my own experience and, and get your feedback. But like one of the common one, ones that I had is just not being good enough. So I would strive and strive and strive, right? And I think that that one's a, a really common one. And uh, Greg Braden, I've referenced this a bunch, but he said uh, he thinks that everyone has one of three universal fears or a combination of them. Fear of not being good enough, uh, fear of trusting or surrendering, and fear of abandonment or separation. And so- <laughs> If you're noticing that you're doing a negative reaction, like something like, you know, you don't want to do it. You're maybe you're smoking too much cigarettes, eating too much Kentucky fried chicken, um, yelling <laughs> at your spouse, um, 
flipping the bird in traffic, just this angst and stress. Um, if you look back and just take a moment, to, and this is what I do, just think about it. Usually it'll come to like a core issue that I'm aware of. And I'm like, okay, cool. Recognize that. And then I'll switch it to like, what is it that I want? You know, how do I want to program? How do I want to come back to just my own empowerment? So I'm just curious if you have any like yeah. uh, tools or, or something that someone could do once they kind of right. get to that step. Right. Well, I, I think what story am I telling right now? You know, if I'm in traffic and I'm flipping the bird and I'm get really get, you know, I'm having road rage. It's like, what story am I telling right now? There's not enough time or I'm more important than other people. And so I like to get with when I'm feeling agitated, I'm like, what story am I telling right now? What, what, what lie is running my life right now? My emotional body, my reactions, my peace, like I've just given it away to the story. So I get curious about what belief is running my actions right now. And when I get curious, when I'm having road rage, it's that there's not enough time. Or, you know, I'm going to disappoint somebody if I'm running late. Or these people are, I'm more important than these people. They should get the F out of the way because I need to get where I want to go. And like that I, so then there's the story that I'm more important than they are. And I, and then I get to witness that story. Like where did the story come from? And is it true? And is it a story I want to keep? Because that, that story might have fit years ago. Maybe it never fit, you know? And, and so then it gives me the opportunity to say in this moment, what story would I rather be giving energy to that I matter and I'll, I'll arrive when I do and it's going to be okay. This is hap This is the right timing. I'm on the right, I'm on the right timeline. Even if the, the, the mind says I'm five minutes later, 10 minutes later, whatever, there's too many cars, there's too much traffic and angst is being created. I'm not allowing this to be divine timing. And so I look for the pivot. Every time I'm in angst, I'm looking for the pivot. Like, what is this really about? Is this true? And what would be a belief, a story, an understanding that would create more ease and grace right now? And I breathe. Like, I have to breathe. When I'm in angst, my solar plexus shuts down, which is going to shut down my heart. And that's going to aggravate my emotional body. And I'm going to have to go into this place of saying, I need to breathe right now because I just shut everything down. This belief, this belief has actually triggered my physical body, emotional body, and my heart body to contract. So I've got to come back into control in this moment, breathe, calm down, and get back into the driver's side of my mind because my mind is correlating and it's triggering my body emotionally. So I need to stand everything down and be like, okay, what's true? Let me realign. And uh, this is where we really get to witness how the inner dialogue has become so negative and so um, victim-oriented and egocentric. And when we start witnessing that, we get to see, wow, this, this, this is quite an archaic, childlike, um, immature belief that's running right now. And we get to start to realize that, whoa, is that even true? And do I want to keep feeding that? Because that is running our choices. And so a lot of it has to do with updating the programs that are running the mind, which starts with awareness. And then it starts with, well, what am I going to put in its place? If unworthiness, like you said, or fear of being alone, or fear of being abandoned, or uh, feeling unsafe, like, am I actually safe right now? And am I okay alone? Like, We've got, we've got to move into this place, a mat of actually being comfortable in our skin, regardless of who is in and out of our lives, that we're not creating angst by a story that I'm not okay if this person leaves, because everybody's going to leave in some way or another. They're going to move, they're going to evolve, they may pass away. And so we get to be at peace with people coming and going. That's what they do. They come and go. And how can I be at peace regardless of whether we, you know, someone's coming or going and look at every fear and face it full on and see what's underneath it and what could be evolved from that fear and stepping into a place of uh, a faithful, conscious rewrite that allows a lot more space and time and alignment for ourselves and other people.
Amazing. Well, you just said so many beautiful and epic things, but the whole time I'm just imagining you going around in the roundabout in S- Sedona, flipping everybody <laughs> the bird and just hawking the horn. Get out of here, tourists. I, I got to get somewhere to go. <laughs> uh, you know, and this is the funny thing is, is that that like that's my greatest teacher right now is just being like driving through town. You know, I think it's and I get to see, oh, this is my town. It's not my town. It's the town. And yes, I want people to visit here. Yes, I actually want people to come and have these experiences here. Um, so yeah, Kentucky, yeah, Idaho, yes, oh, you know, Ohio, come and visit. <laughs> and, 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 and the more people that come, it's wonderful because we're all creating our own tests. We're all creating our own tests that trigger us. And, you know, if you if if everybody listening or watching just kinds of because of things about those kinds of situations that trigger them and piss them off the most, the people that just rub you the wrong way, the situations where you come away just feeling, you know, icky or yucky, um, you know, or those, those uh, topics that really get you triggered up, triggered and emotional, like, what is this really about? What is it really about? You know, what is, what is aggravating me about this? And what is it, what in me is so upset about this? And I think if we embrace every experience like a classroom, then we get to see I'm being tested to see whether or not I've done my homework and whether or not I'm ready to go on from second grade to third grade and have it a different, different remote emotional response than, than a toddler. You know? <laughs> and, and we're getting tested all the time. And the real pain happens when we just keep failing the same test. It gets easier if we pay attention and if we study and if we keep growing. Life sucks when we keep stagnating and we have to keep repeating third grade. Um, and we don't ever up-level our tools and life gets more challenging and we don't ever grow. Well, of course that's going to be uncomfortable. If, you know, if we're dealing with a 16-year-old's maturity and, and tool set, for dealing with adult issues. Of course. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I really like that part about like, uh, you know, I use the example of just like the mirror. Well, lots of people have, but it's just like the things that bug you the most. What is it that's really bugging you? And you're going to discover so much there. So the things you're most frustrated frustrated about just flipping the mirror and looking at it, that's where you're going to find like the gold. And that's a little bit, you know, I think like, you know, going into the shadow or like alchemy, it's like going in the dirt, you know, you're going towards the thing that's bugging you to figure out what in you is being bugged. It's not them. It's you. Right. um, Only let's see always. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let me think about that. Yes. 100% of the time. (laughs) Yeah. Every time. And, um, and the idea of like uh, the mind, just like everything starts with conscious awareness. That is how you have free will. You don't always get to choose what happens, but you do get to choose how you respond. And that little bit of space, that awareness, like you said, just three deep breaths, just give yourself that space. And then it gives you an option. And a really simple cut and dry example is like, if you imagine a teenager and I'm a boy and I wasn't still pretty much a boy, although it's my birthday the other day and I'm 35, but you go, right to the, you, go, you go to the bar as a kid and somebody bugs you and you fight them, right? And then the next week you're like, okay, I'm not going to fight. Then somebody calls you a name. Well, you got to fight them because you got to protect yourself, right? Or, or protect your ego or whatever you're doing. And then you're like, you get a little bit past that and the, um, you know, then they bug you and bug you and bug you. And then they say something that's so far out. Then you got to fight them. Then eventually they just make you mad. You don't fight. And then eventually you're like, oh, like, I wonder what's wrong with that person. Maybe I can buy them a beer. Maybe I can get, um, you know, brighten their day because all of a sudden they're there. It has to start with space, like yeah. a little bit of space because the initial reaction is just to act, just to scream, just to flip the bird, just to yell at a partner, just to go buy something, just go to play loud music, just to drink beer, whatever your initial reaction is. So if that little bit of space is what's going to allow you so much freedom to make a new choice um, and to have a new understanding because the programming of the consciousness takes a little bit of awareness. And then it's your choice. And then it takes a little bit of time. Unfortunately, as far as I know, it doesn't happen like that. Sometimes it can, but it's going to take a little bit of work in that, in that um, space. So I'll let you comment that and that if you want, but I also yeah. want to ask. Okay, yeah, no, I do. I would love to. Because with, with that, what's happening is we're shifting from looking at it through the human eyes, which is linked to all of the programmings of 
the old programs. And when we actually start opening the third eye and see the bigger picture, when someone is enraged, when someone is in blame, when someone is um, sedating or whatever, when we start to actually look at it through the bigger perspective, um, instead of the human eyes, which judge, that's wrong, so now I'm gonna close my heart. When we actually see the bigger picture and we start to open that, we get to see that, wow, there is some deeper pain there, that hurt people hurt people, and only a hurt person sedates, and only a hurt person is violent, and only a hurt person is going to uh, gossip or you know belittle somebody else. Only somebody that is feeling insecure will do that, and we don't know that necessarily as a little kid. We don't necessarily know that completely um, unless we were taught that in our junior high and when you know in and in, in, in high school, we're not really taught to think about what's deeper going on with what what this behavior is. We just look at the surface level and see the behavior and judge it and then react, you know, which all happens in a split second. And so we're learning to pause the reaction and and filter it through a more compassionate lens. And like the Dalai Lama was asked, you know, how do you stop the judging mind? And I'm like, all right, DL, you know, <laughs> okay, Dalai Lama, you know, I'm listening because, you know, these programs in there, they're so quick to judge right or wrong, or I don't like you because of the way you're dressing or the way you posted that thing or how you're acting right now. And so we're so quick to judge. And so I'm listening, I'm hanging on the edge of my seat when he was answering this question and he says, oh, well, you know, the mind is judging all the time. <laughs> you know, he's like laughing at his mind. He's separating himself from his mind. And he's like, oh, it's so silly. It has, tells lots of lies, lots of lies. But before I act, I wait and I, and I, and I transfer it through my compassionate heart before I speak and before I act. Sometimes I'm waiting a long time, he says. <laughs> I just think that's a riot. You know, for the Dalai Lama to be like, sometimes I have to wait to reprogram the thought that's coming from the judging mind that is so such an immature, unconscious, judging uh, uh, program. Like I said, not true, not ours, doesn't even fit um, most of the time. And so... He's learning to let the heart intelligence speak and act, and he waits until he can find that bigger compassionate response. Um, and I think that that's consciousness, that's evolution, so that we're not just reacting from a judging, closed, ignorant mind and a closed heart, but we're learning if we're going to have peace, because it's a choice for us in humanity, if, it's going to, if we're going to have peace, if we're going to create a, a harmonious relationship with the planet, it's going to take that pause and seeing the bigger perspective of why big business would you know, cut down trees or not care about the planet. You've got to look at the bigger, the bigger wound there and look there for the healing. And that's where we're all the same. We've all done hurtful things. And so the compassionate heart then opens to realize, you know, that we're just not that much different. We might be sedating with different things. Our violence might look different, but underneath it, we're all very much, you know, the same. We're hurt and looking for love. Yeah. 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 I agree. And, and I think that that Dalai Lama story is epic and, and so good. <laughs> I had, I had an experience once too. And it's so funny because we're in like, um, uh, a circle and we're doing a breath meditation or something and someone goes I don't know why I was called to share this story but I just wanted to say that it's okay to judge that's what the mind does and at that moment I was literally judging someone saying why am I judging that person I want to stop doing that and it's like a mechanism of the mind you know right. the mind just does stuff because the mind is also there to keep you safe it might judge that that person with the gun is dangerous and that's okay it might judge that that car is going 100 kilometers in a 40 that's okay so it does those things. Some stuff is dangerous and it's trying to keep you alive and safe. And it's also trying to keep you emotionally safe and comfortable. You know what I mean? It's like right. away from harm. And so it's just what it does. But I think that when you talked about going through the, the filter of the heart, um, are, it's such a powerful analogy because even if it's just a mental filter, that's where you get to choose to be who you are, you know? And unless we're going to 
Um, and that's like, you know, how, how we deal with those things. You, you go through that filter of compassion or just patience or just waiting. And it's a challenge because there's so much immaturity and pain on the planet. There's so much um, just negative stuff to deal with from, from every direction. But we do know if we stop and listen that, you know, violence is going to get more violence. You know, hate's going to get more hate um, and anger is going to get more anger. And there's times to protect yourself, but that's about it. You know, kindness is always going to be a more powerful reaction um, to something that's challenging. If we can do that individually and then plant on a planet and, you know, weaves out between how you act with people, your work, everything, it would be an incredible place to live. So, go ahead. The heart is our most intelligent and evolved organ. It's not the brain. The heart. The heart is more evolved. It starts beating before the brain is built. It is actually the thing, our heart, and is, is that is, is connected to our soul's intelligence as well. And so in the journey of awakening, you get the practice of bowing the head, not out of, oh, I'm unworthy and, you know, I'm a sinner out of guilt, but more out of awareness that says, okay, let me drop the part of my brain that thinks it knows everything, my ego, and all of these programs that were put in there by somebody else that, you know, how can I allow to drop my head beneath my heart and allow my heart to lead and allow humility to acknowledge that maybe this doesn't have all the information, but my heart does. And if I can stop, soften and learn to listen to the heart more, um, then, then life gets easier and sweeter. And even the most challenging experiences, it, we can breathe through the heart with them and, and find grace. And, but the mind won't ever find grace. The mind will always find a reason to be at battle with something or someone until we actually start upgrading the, the consciousness and the programs in there, which is one of those things that's really vital to do is to start reprogramming the brain that says, wait, that's not even true. But it's, but it's been driven on so many times that it's become hardwired. So then the opportunity is saying, well, then let me rewire my neural networks with other things that are more true, more conscious, more aligned, more awake, more heart-centered beliefs. So then we can consciously step into rewiring our own brain, which I think is really exciting. Yeah, 100%. And I'm totally going to use that soundbite specifically for like this heart <laughs> journey hypnosis that I do with people because basically I give them that whole spiel is like the whole process is just being like relaxed into your heart. So you remove the consciousness for a minute because its job is to keep you safe. It can only, you know, if you say, hey, what do you want? To, what would you do if you could do anything? What is your, what is your soul's mission? The mind, if it can't, like you, your mind needs to keep you alive and you need to eat and to <laughs> eat food. And so, so if, if you can't go back and figure out how you're going to find food with this soul vision, then the mind is going to distort that. And the heart is like, no, it's like, how do you follow that impulse? that feeling towards the things that light you up, that make you excited um, and have the courage to go that way because the mind, if we're in this like Zelda map or something like that or this big, huge game, <laughs> the mind can only see a few hundred feet maybe of like this infinite terrain, but the heart has a, an idea of the whole landscape. And as long as you're taking action and following that impulse, you might be going down a little slope, but you're still then gonna go up and redirect as you consciously figure out everything and that's what takes immense courage is to follow those things even though the mind can't understand why you're going that way and what I wanted to get to and I've been loving this discussion is <laughs> you know you talk a lot about like stepping into your soul purpose like empowered yeah. leadership and I yeah. just love the idea of like waking up every day being so complete in like who you are and how you feel knowing that you're serving like your aligned purpose that you've created that feels aligned and you know it because you're the only one who knows how that feels no one else can do it for you and so it's your part to honor that step of discovery moving towards and taking action and then eventually embodying and it's not over it just continues infinitely um, but you kind of know whether you're on the path that's your path or you're like you know what it sucks over here it's like that's probably not it <laughs> it doesn't mean the soul path becomes so delicious because we're finally following that heart i love that you said that because that's, that's exactly how we find it, is through heart intelligence. And we find it through that humility of, of asking for divine guidance. And because really your soul mission is gonna happen with the co-creation with the universe. It's not the ego creating a construct that is, this is my version of success. 
Um, that's why we, you can have, and I have many clients that have gazillion dollars and, and many houses and many cars and still not happy um, because they're not really in their soul's alignment. Um, they're in, you know, a construct of success and trying to prove to everybody else that, and that isn't your soul mission. Your soul mission is going to come definitely with the heart wisdom and the courage to follow it, which is going to, you're going to have to face fears of all of the programs of, wait, this is how you earn an income. This is how you're supposed to do life. This is what's going to happen if you don't do it. You know, like all of the fear programs and all of the false bullshit that's in there that isn't really, that is really keeping you from your soul's mission. And so you're going to have to face all of those programs and rewire them in order to allow the heart, uh, you know, soul mission to happen. Because as soon as you start moving in that direction, you're going to meet the inner dialogue. You're going to meet the beliefs and the judgments of everybody else that are matching your vibration of fear. Oh, people will leave me. People will judge me. People will criticize me. I will fail. And as long as those beliefs are there, you can start along your soul mission. And as long as those beliefs are there, they will 100% sabotage. And so this is why it's so important as you start making that courageous move and you start moving forward, what will happen is that the brain will be asking to be upgraded as well because you'll meet everything that is in the way of your success. Oh, well, my, my, my failure program is starting to get turned on right now or my money program is starting to get turned on. My fear of rejection and judgment is starting to get turned on. And so you, start, you can start moving into your soul path but at the same time, as you start doing that, it will invite everything that isn't in alignment with your soul path to fall away and to be replaced with something that fits your vibration, the vibration of your soul mission. And that may mean, that for me, every time I, I make a new up-leveling, my circle of influence changes, like the people that I hang out with and the people that I want to hang out with changes. My lifestyle habits, my morning routine, what I put in my body, all of that, what I think, how I spend my time, like everything changes every single time I do that. And we got to get comfortable with allowing things to evolve in order to make that step for your life to fit your soul mission and your purpose. Because as soon as you start stepping in that direction, Everything that isn't in alignment with that future version of you will come and show you. If a relationship is holding you back, a belief, a substance, you know, Netflix till two in the morning, if any ha lifestyle habits are not in alignment with who you're becoming, you'll have to face all of those in order to step into your mission over and over and over again, um, which is, I think it, it just, it's following your yes. So if you say yes, and you really mean it, you've got your vision board and you've got your daily mantra and, you know, you're like all about it. Um, then the universe is like, okay, let's help you release anything that's in the way or let's help show you anything that's in the way. And so you got to be ready for that too. Cause a lot of people think, Oh, if I'm on my, I, my soul mission, it's easy. It's like, well, it gets easier because you love what you're doing. And you see everything as showing you what needs to dissolve in order for these next set of wings to, for me to step into them. And so it gets easier because you're not, you're not coming from this place of being a victim any longer. You're embracing the challenges and you're seeing, oh, I might need to let go of that substance or that person or that belief if I'm going to step into who I came here to be and make a difference for the planet or the environment or the, the people that are calling you out of smallness and into your greatness. And so that means you're anything of you that is still small is going to get checked at the door and you might have to pause there for a little bit and have a, have a story about or a time delay or a process with letting go of something. Um, and then, you know, that's a little bit of a dance. And, and the soul mission is so exciting. It's so juicy. You just, you just, you get comfortable with embracing those as they come up. And sometimes you, you fight it and that's cool. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that happens too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think that like, it, it, if you just take like somebody who's really overweight, it's a really simple example because like, if you, if you're, I can't remember who it was, but it was somebody and it made me laugh so hard. It's just like, if you're 400 pounds, you should celebrate because you would have to take a certain 
actions to make that happen. Like that's a lot of effort. And I never thought about that. You would have to, you know, be that way. And so let's just say you're, you're out of shape. You know the things that you need to do. You might start walking rather than sitting on the uh, couch. You might change your diet a little bit. You might change your friend circles. And that's what happens naturally as you start to make new choices. And so no matter what it is that you're going to change to be who you would prefer or just, you know, I'd say it's just growth. You know, it's just like you look at a big, huge tree or a flower or an animal or whatever, like they grow naturally and they work in harmony with the environment. And I think that when you talk about your soul's mission, uh, the example I gave is like, you know, when a crow is a crow, it works seamlessly with the environment. But if the crow is trying to be a crocodile or it's trying to be a beaver, it's going to be a terrible at those things. And he's going to be frustrated because he sucks at it. <laughs> so, or he or she. Comparing, you know, yeah. he's comparing, you know, that person is comparing themselves to an animal that doesn't fit them um, and, and, and success measures or abilities that don't fit them either. Um, yeah. Exactly right. I say that with clients too, of just like you're a, you know, if you're a particular flower, you're that flower and a rose isn't like, Oh, I'm no daisy, you know, <laughs> a, a rose like knows who it, who it is and like shines that and unapologetically is who it is. And so you're, you're spot on with that analogy. Yeah. And, and the thing that I like about it too, is like the, then the whole forest cooperates with it. It's like everything gets in sync. And the other thing is that I'm just kind of thinking to add on is like, it doesn't <laughs> need to own the whole friggin' forest. You can live with less with, you know, like, yes, we want to have a certain level of abundance. I heard it might be 70,000 and that's like what you need, but you can create abundance, but you don't need ridiculous abundance. You don't need four houses. It's nice to create wealth and financial stability and think long-term and give stuff to your kids. Do all that. Yes. Um, but you know, you don't, when you're super connected, you can be a lot happier with a lot less and really grateful for all the stuff you have. And you just grow in a more natural way with more contentment, um, and more peace. And and a lot of time people are going for the acquisition stuff and it never fills that, that void. No. And I, I think it's interesting too. What, what you were saying is, is that a lifestyle that doesn't fit you is more costly because I know when I was living and working in New York City in a way that was not in alignment with who I was, I was spending a lot more money on sedating. And, oh, I'm just so stressed. Now I need to go have a massage or now I need to have this kind of vacation because I'm so wound so tight. And I'm spending a lot more on alcohol, spending a lot more on clothes, spending a lot more going out because I wasn't in alignment. And so I think also when you get into that Dharma place, you're happier. You don't spend as much on things to try to offset your pain, you know? So uh, that's kind of another cool benefit. And like you were saying earlier about as nature grows, another great example that I love um, that nature does this so well is, is the trees that lose their leaves every year, not because they're weak, but because they're smart. They're like, okay, if I'm going to grow new branches, I'm going to take like five months off here. And, and they're not lazy, they're intelligent. This is, oh, you know what? The environment is changing. Let me adapt, let me adjust. Maybe I don't need this any longer. Let me focus on my root system and get more stable. Let me get more nutrients. And then let me start growing taller. Let me start growing wider. And then I can serve from a place of abundance because that's, that's not trying to be in perpetual spring. You know, no, no plant is perpetually blooming like that all of the time. Every plant will say, okay, I'm, I'm flowering. Okay, now I'm not. And that doesn't mean, I think in our, in our culture, it's so go, go, go. And if you're not go, go, go all the time, that there's something wrong with you. And this is why we have such adrenal fatigue and, and burnout is that we're not really listening to the cycles of replenishment. This is, oh, I'm going through a big life change or I'm, I'm growing. Let me go inward a little bit more. And, and self-care and a little and slow down and listen, where do I need to change and rebuild my root system so that when I'm birthing, I'm birthing in a way when I'm growing and when I'm offering my new seeds or my new fruits out to the universe, that I'm doing it in a way that feels authentic and, it, and it's a lot more of an abundant harvest. It's smarter gardening. You know, it's, it's smarter than, than just burnout kind of thing. Hundred percent, and I've never heard that analogy before, and I really like it. Um, and then it, you know, it's interesting because I have an idea of a question when I ask you, but when you share something, it always takes my mind in a little <laughs> bit of a different direction, and I get a new analogy. And the understanding of like when you're saying it there is just like, 
look, you're, you're a child of the universe. We all don't know how long we have to live. We, none of us really have any idea what the flying F is going on here. Like, really, we know a little tiny bit of a tiny bit, and then you figure out something, and then that just opens up fractally on how much you don't know of that thing. And so it's just like endless. And so if you're here creating, what could be more powerful and important just to kind of know yourself as much as you can, you know, do the things that you appreciate, that you're passionate about, that you want to learn, that you want to support, you know, keep that really congruent, get good at it and share an offer with others and work with a higher power, nature, God, the universe, source, spirit, and be like, okay, like what direction works in alignment with who I am? And the whole universe is going to support you. And it's a little bit of a simpler, simpler analogy, but it takes courage to be able to do that in right. everything you're going to hear in your own patterns. And then you bet your, your bottom that everybody outside is going to say it too. And it's going to be really challenging, but you know whether you're doing it or you're not doing it. You can feel it. You can feel it. Um, inside, you, you can definitely feel that difference. And when you're in that alignment and in that groove, it feels so good. And there's no claw reaching for anything to sedate. There's none of that. There's no external validation. Do people like me in this moment? Am I doing it right? Then, then the fear, those three, three fears that you were talking about earlier dissolve. They have no more power. Is because fears, if, if I'm full and alive and juicy and loving life, that doesn't mean there aren't still challenges and that you know, there, isn't, there aren't surprises in life. But when we respond to it from that place of, I am capable and life is good and I'm making, making choices that serve me and honor me, then I'm not struggling in this place of unworthiness because I'm in a, in a relationship that isn't respectful or I'm in a career that I hate out of fear about losing money. And from that place of abundance and fullness, and I mean abundance as in your energy field being abundant, there isn't really a fear of anybody leaving you or, or being vulnerable at that space because you're actually in your solar plexus and in alignment with divine. And in that place, we're invincible. We're totally invincible. And that's when we attract to us people, opportunities, and um, intimacy and abundance in all forms when we're vibing at that place. And it will continue to give us the opportunity to be discerning when something else that isn't in alignment with where you're going comes up and knocks on the door and you get to decide, how do I want to spend right, my, my time right now? Is this person in alignment? Are they supporting me in becoming who I'm becoming? Um, or they actually do they want me to play small? Um, is this choice a distraction? Is this choice moving me towards my greatness or away from it? And we actually really start to get comfortable with you know, making those choices for self instead of making those choices to try to get others to validate us, um, which is a lot more effort and a lot more exhausting and, uh, and, and not sustainable. So it gets really delicious, this whole journey of, of being in that space and honoring when we go through our own ebbs and flows. Where we're like, oh, life is good. And oh, okay, I'm going through a challenge or a change or um, uh, you know, a sadness, a chapter is closing. That doesn't mean we're not still on our game. That means we're human going through the, the, you know, the human flow of life, which is delicious. I think this is the best place to be right now. I mean, <laughs> it's so exciting. We all came here for a reason to be at this time, one of the most exciting times where each of us has will and potential and a part to play. You know, in the past, it wasn't safe to speak your truth. In the past, you'd get persecuted for that, killed. Um, and now there's so much space to actually bring your light, your truth, your magic, your weirdness, your authenticity forward, because we actually need all of that to create the solutions. We need that collaboration of somebody's way of thinking about it different, and somebody else is able to go into the detail, and somebody else is able to, to actually execute it. We need everybody um, with our diversities working together right now. And I think empower, empowered and inspired leadership is coming from each of us claiming our, our place, saying, hey, I've got this thread of the tapestry that's going to help hold the community together and make us all stronger. But we can't do that if someone's sitting on the bench playing small. And so get, get friends with your weirdness and bring it out there. <laughs> 
I love that. And yeah, I definitely agree again with everything that you just said. I would love to keep chatting with you. I know that you, you have to go. Um, yeah. we can, we could go on forever. I, I will ask you, um, just thank you for being here. We'll have to do this again. I was going to sneak in a bonus Sedona question. I don't know. You, go, you probably, go for it. We, you we, probably we, don't have time because it's going to be, it's going to be probably a, a large one, but Sedona is a very interesting place with a lot of interesting stories. I was just curious if you have like your weirdest life experience or Sedona experience <laughs> cared to share or have that. Cause I've heard some really bonkers story there. Um, and if it's long, you'll have to share. But the second question is just basically make sure that before you leave, letting everyone know where they can find you and all that kind of good stuff. Okay. Well, I'll start with that first. I'm at shamangelichealing.com. And I'm here in Sedona. Of course, the Shamangelic Healing Podcast, you can find on my website, Shamangelic Healing Podcast is on YouTube. Um, and the Shamangelic Healing Podcast is on iTunes and Stitcher. And we're going to start expanding onto other platforms as well. So you can, there's some great episodes already. I think I told you my, my, my kind of crashed one of my computer pages. Um, so we had to like rework everything because so many people are enjoying it. So um, that I would also like to give your gift. So somewhere in the links here, I think you're going to have Matt a link to my website, and I'm I'm on on I'm on you know I uh, Instagram is Anahatananda. But I want to give a free gift to your listeners two two or three. Like let's just go for things. Um, the the quantum visualization. Remember I was talking about reworking the brain, and you know we're going to have to rework what is positive and what is true. And so there's a quantum visualization guided um, audio that I would love to give as a free gift to your audience. And for those, I do a 12 month program um, and I would love to, you know, it's a high performance quantum leap program that really takes your life to the next level and it breaks it down month by month, one thing at a time, like real deep focus and great videos and exercises each month. So we'll give your, um, your listeners and fans uh, $100 off that program, which is online. And then if you want to come to the, um, to the, um, you know, quantum, the quantum leap program, $100 off, and then just come to Sedona and visit. I do all kinds of retreats and events here. So check that out. Now, what's wild about Sedona, you know, okay. The veil is really thin here, as you know, Matt. The veil between this realm and other realms are very thin here. You know, I can be thinking to think, think something and it happens really, really quick. And I work very much with the elements. And so what'll happen is, is when a group of people are coming here, I'll be paying attention to what's happening with the elements. And that will tell me a lot about the group. If we're having a heat wave, I know it's gonna be really fiery. You know, if the, if the rain is going to the point we're having a thunderstorm, I know it's going to be really emotional. And it, it is on all the time. It's, it's spot on all the time. When the wind is blowing, I know that there's a lot of things we need to clear out of the thoughts. So I'll actually allow the weather patterns to help. And, and the animal spirits, I swear, I, you know, outside my, my healing room, my counseling area, I have a little, you know, area there uh, where the animals come and go. I call it a, an animal feeder instead of a bird feeder mat because um, because it's, it's, there's all kinds of animals that are coming, you know, not just birds. So always for somebody that is working with their throat chakra and like not speaking their truth, or I know they're, they're not telling me everything. I'll be like, what else? A blue jay will come and land right out front of the door and literally squawk right and, and I'll be like he's telling me that you're not being honest with me and that there's something else <laughs> that you're not saying or what have you not been honest about or what truth have you not spoken and other times the hummingbird will come and I was like okay then the question will be like what do you what brings you the greatest joy and so I'll let the actual the animals that come in always so specifically for each person um, having exactly to do with what we just talked about, like the synchronicities here are off the charts, off the charts. And people that need to slow down instead of like going for an epic hike, they might get injured because they might need to just sit still by the pool and relax, you know? Um, 
And so I think the power of the elements here and the animal spirits uh, are really incredible and palpable. The wind and the animals, they are very much alive and part of the awakening process and the journey here. Um, so what you might be referring is also to alien activity. Um, <laughs> this is a hot spot apparently for um, sightings of UFOs. And you know what? Like when I look up at the stars, I'm not looking for a spaceship to come and take me away. Like I dig it here. I know that I have star family there and I'll return back to them when my mission is done here and I'm gonna spend as many lifetimes as my soul calls and as my heart wants to be here. Cause like, life here is juicy, it's delicious. I, I love the human experience, it's like nothing else. And so um, I think that, um, you know, if you're looking for UFOs, you'll likely find them. You'll likely find them. Um, and I've seen that, you know, different, different unidentified flying objects, sure. And uh, that's, that's for real. Um, and it's just stunning stargazing here too, as well. I mean, you can see stars so clearly that they go all the way to the horizon and set. It's stunning. And um, every season is amazing. So I just, I just love it here. You gotta come back and visit. We'll go to some really cool epic cave and um, some really old cliff dwelling, cliff ruin from the ancient um, um, natives that were here living and uh, we'll have some really cool time on the land. Oh yeah, that would that'd be awesome. And I, I loved your answers. One of the things that I like to say is like, this is the consciousness and experience you're looking for. You know, you can do the other things like we want to get more in the body, more integrated and know that you are, I like when you use the word capable, capable to play this game. And, and yeah, it wasn't necessarily a UFO story, but I have heard like the craziest <laughs> stories out of like Sedona and Clifford Mahoudi's actually there. He showed us some, some cave stuff and uh, really fascinating history, interesting people. Um, just interesting space in general. Um, it's it's amazing, and, the, and people always get whatever medicine they need. Like maybe they just need to be still, or creative, or playful, or get outside and 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 hike, or learn how to connect to their spiritual side, or heal a deep wound. Like Sedona is here um, to embrace and meet people wherever they are, wherever they are, and uh, I'm I'm all about supporting and meeting people where, with wherever they are. So yeah, come and play. And if you're listening still here, that's because there's something here for you. And I value and appreciate everybody listening um, because that means that there's been something here that's touched you. So um, I wanna thank you, Matt, um, for the work that you're doing. It's so powerful and it's so profound and so if something really landed, let's support Matt by giving a, 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 an amazing review. Um, let's support Matt by sharing this. Let's support Matt by putting some really sweet comments so that he is supported um, and his programs because he has given so much of this with his, you know, his own sweat and tears and time. And I know now that I've done my own podcast how much effort it is. And um, for you loyal fans, let's give Matt some extra love this week. and. Um, do your part in letting him know how, how valuable this is by sharing it, liking it, subscribing it, and give him some extra appreciation because it's, it's a beautiful gift that you're giving. Oh, well, thank you so much. That was the opposite of usually how this ends, but I, <laughs> I, really, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much, and thank you for the work you're doing. Definitely, everyone, check out your stuff. And I'm going to listen to that guided meditation. I'm going to link it up. Um, some of those experiences are my favorite just to enjoy that space of the mind and to that's how you explore how powerful your mind is and gives you the understanding and knowing how capable you are to transfer what you can see and feel in your mind to this reality and right, so it starts here we win yeah. it here in the mind first yeah. we win it right here 100 percent. that's what i teach in my course is like let's have the victory start right here um absolutely Love you, brother. Awesome. Love you too. Well, thanks so much for coming on and, and doing everything you're doing. I appreciate it. All right. And blessings to everybody listening. All right. See you later, guys. Thanks for watching. Peace. <laughs>
All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Anahata. I know that I did. We definitely explored a lot of topics. We dove deep, and uh, I think that she just had a very uh, practical and grounded way about her and information and just, you know, simple and practical wisdom because the thing is a lot of these um, lessons and a lot of these things, they're not that complicated. They're just uh, harder to do. So um, I definitely appreciated this conversation. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you wanted to support, you know, take screenshots, share on Instagram, um, leave a review on iTunes, support on Patreon, all that helps. It goes a super long way and I really appreciate it. It allows me to keep um, doing this podcast for as long as I can. And um, for those of you guys who want to explore some coaching or speaking or training, I'm doing a lot more one-on-one stuff and group stuff in 2019. So make an inquiry, whether it's you that you want to level up, you want to go through a heart journey, hypnosis, you want to go through some sort of process or guided meditation or activation with me, we can do that or a three-month program to really just help you uh, design and refine the life that you would prefer to live and make massive action steps and progress to get there. And I've been really uh, blessed and thrilled to watch some people just move through some incredible stuff. And as well, if you're in business and high performance and you want to learn how to get into flow state, consciousness, peak performance, and make an even bigger impact, and you want to teach this to your employees, then uh, happy to do that as well. So thank you guys so much. Um, I appreciate you guys listening to this, and uh, I will see you in the next episode. And before we close out, let's just come to a state of peace and coherence. So wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing, taking a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Coming totally peaceful, present, and at ease. Have an amazing day, and I'll see you in the next episode.